0: This is Emerson Griffin, and you are listening to the Wobcast, hosted by Wobby. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's another edition of the Wobcast with 2018 Verizon Vikings training camp. About two weeks into things, we got a lot to get to. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, joined as always by producer and co-host, Chris Corso. What up, Chrissy? What's going on, Wabi? we uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a jam-packed couple of weeks here at TCO Performance Center with 2018 Verizon Vikings Training Camp off and running. A trip to Canton, an exciting night practice. Uh, we got some training camp updates. We're going to get to some mailbag questions. We have a game this week, everybody. We have... A preseason football game coming up in a couple of days. So, Chrissy is going to do a Know Your Opponent Denver Broncos style. Bringing it back. In a minute as well. So, lots of stuff to get to. Let's kick it off, though, with some news and notes. Yeah, a couple news and notes.
1: I know we've touched on this a ton of times on, on the WOPcast. Des Bryant, still
0: a free agent. Hasn't found a team yet. Still a free agent. Hard I, to imagine or I hard to believe, believe. A, a guy with, you know, still that much ability not on a team yet have to think it's somewhat intentional. He's waiting for the right opportunity to pop up. That's what I think he's doing. And um, I really don't want it to be with an NFC North team.
1: I would really dislike yeah. the team that wears green. Let, yeah, and green and gold. Yeah, let's, yeah. let
0: let's let's keep Dez in the uh, let's let's take Dez to the AFC. So, like the Patriots, they love to go after some veteran receivers. I saw they signed Eric Decker a couple of days ago. They yep. might be out. I mean, John Gruden went and got Jordy Nelson. Maybe they're looking for another veteran. Baltimore seems to be signing veteran wide receivers of late. A Maybe ton. they. Yeah, I mean, can we get some AFC team to give what about Dez- the
1: Jaguars? They they need like. A little wide receiver. Yeah, I
0: was just looking at it. They got Marquise Lee. Yeah. I mean, he kind of. Because they lost Allen Hearns they to lost, the Cowboys. That's right. And Allen Robinson to the Jags. That's right. Mm, the Jags maybe. I don't know where they are cap wise. But anyway, Des Bryant still on the street. All right, what else you got? The next
1: one is the Vikings offensive line. We're going to do a little check in.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah we, we told folks we were going to predict the starters, but then, you know, some things happen and we kind of got off track with that of late. Um, and uh, honestly, right now it's like. Our regular starters aren't even in there right now. I mean, Alf still hasn't practiced at training camp. Mike Remmers got hurt. He's been out for a little bit. And Nick Easton hasn't been practicing. So it's kind of hard to, it's pr- really to predict hard. It now. That,
1: That's why I threw this on the news and notes because, I mean, C- Cornelius Edison has been taking the snaps at center with the first team.
0: Yeah. And so um, I, I think it's hard to make predictions. We're going to stay away from um, charting the predictions. Let's wait till those guys get healthy. And um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, because when you have when the Vikings have issues along the offensive line, they get illuminated by the fact that they're playing against the best defensive line in the NFL every day in practice. Right? So um, we'll see what happens. I'm curious to watch these guys go up against the Jags front next week because the Jacksonville Jaguars come to Eagan for two days of practices next week on the 15th and 16th in advance of our preseason game against the Jaguars at U.S. Bank Stadium, preseason game number two. So we're going to have fun with the Jaguars in preseason game number two, but we're really going to have fun with them over two days of practices here at TCO Performance Center. Watch our offensive line go up against a really talented defensive front Two of the best defenses in the NFL will be going at it, so that'll be kind of cool. So uh, let's reserve um, judgment until uh, further notice once we get to those two Jags practices. I think we'll have a better gauge on on where we're at then. One more thing to touch on on that, Remmers, Mike Remmers, who
1: you saw a lot at tackle last season, he's obviously been playing on the inside um, at guard. So like you said, you look to see Brian O'Neal, second-round pick mm-hmm. on the outside there, as well as Rashad Hill as the other tackle, Along with Riley Reef on the left side, but what have you seen from Brian O'Neill so far?
0: Well, it's it's hard to say, you know, because when he plays, he's with the twos or threes usually. I haven't seen a lot of him against the ones. Uh, he did get a little action against the ones when Rashad Hill was out um, for a couple of practices or for parts of a couple of practices. But um, you know, I think, you know, I think. O'Neal was cast as a project, and he's two years away when we drafted him. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I also am not ready to say he can be the day one starter. I think it's somewhere in between.
1: And Mike Zimmer put to rest every single rumor there was about Richie Incognito joining the Vikings there. Yeah. Um, he said it himself in the press conference, so we'll just mention that as well. Yeah,
0: that was a little half-day story. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Half-day. That's gone. Done. Yep. So
1: All right, we'll move on to the next one. The next one is there is a game on Saturday. We talked about this already. It's just awesome to say it again. No more weekends without your NFL football, college football on the way as well. Yeah, man. That's just a note that I, I just have to keep. You're excited on. about yeah, that, aren't I'm you? Very excited.
0: Yeah. No more weekends without Vikings football. Well, I guess except Labor Day weekend, right? That's right. We don't have football there, but that's when you have your fantasy football draft. So that kind of, uh, I th- I feel like that's like super popular fantasy football draft time. My but.
1: buddies from home, we all used to dress – well, they all still do. I'm out here in, in Minnesota, but they all still dress up in suits <laughs> for our fantasy. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, we That's go hard. That's pretty cool. We go pretty hard. You guys are hardos.
0: <laughs> I like it. Okay. yeah, um, Yeah, football season's here, man. I mean, it's – uh, every weekend there will be games. In fact, um, Thursday night of this week is when the preseason kicks off for the uh, for for the league. It kicked off for the Ravens and the Bears last week at the Hall of Fame game. Um, but um, for the for the for league wide, it kicks off on Thursday with a bunch of games, and then of course the Vikings play on Saturday in Denver. So I want to
1: make this next note. There is a Thursday schedule change. By the time you hear this Wobcast, it will be Wednesday, so this will be tomorrow. A Thursday schedule change. This was on the website on Vikings.com. Practice is now at 4.45 p.m., until 7 p.m. So you'll get, it's not necessarily a night practice, but you'll see the sun mm-hmm. kind of setting at the end of practice. It'll be pretty cool on the normal practice fields as well, not at TCO Stadium.
0: Right. And um, maybe that's a little bit of get the body clocks going a little bit later to get ready for the game, which is actually going to be at 8 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, the Vikings practicing a little bit later on Thursday. Next,
1: we're going to know your opponent for the Denver Broncos. We haven't had a know your opponent se- uh, segment in a little while here, so it's good to get. We, back we got to
0: some Vikings Broncos connections in this game.
1: There's a lot of connections.
0: All right. So what do you got?
1: We're going to start out with Case Keenum. We'll the start with the
0: quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Former Vikings starter Case Keenum, now of course the Broncos starter, and but you also have former Broncos starter Trevor Simeon as the Vikings backup, and you have former uh, Broncos prospect. Kyle Slaughter as the Vikings' uh, sort of prospect at quarterback. On top of that, you got Clancy Barone, former Broncos offensive line coach. He's our offensive line coach, right? So
1: so many connections. Yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. Trevor Simeon was 13 and 11 as a starter for the Broncos. I remember he beat out Mark Sanchez mm-hmm. for that job that spring. I think it was a, two years ago. Um, he's thrown for 5,686 yards and 30 touchdowns for the team. So so many, so much there. Um, actually, Daniel Carlson. The rookie kicker for the Vikings is from the state of Colorado, which is pretty cool. He talked about the altitude and stuff like that. He yeah. kick. He's, he, he actually mentioned that he could hit a seventy-five-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. In one of his. Um,
0: I I hope we see it.
1: I, I love the confidence. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Um. Another uh, Broncos Vikings connection. Mike Prefer was the Broncos special teams coordinator in two thousand nine and two thousand ten. So you talked about. You know, the difference in, in sort of how how thin the air is in Denver and the ball carrying and some of those adjustments you have to make in the kicking game. Mike Prefer knows about that as well as anyone because he was the coordinator in Denver for two seasons.
1: Well, it was funny because he said that in his uh, press conference the other day and he's like, we got to, we got to, Kyle will probably be fine, but we got to watch out with Daniel Carlson because he might kick the ball through the roof. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he's, he's a young rookie and obviously hasn't had as much experience kicking in the, in the NFL. Um, actually zero experience, Uh so yeah, he's going to be excited to to just – Boot it. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, speaking of that game that's coming up here against the Broncos, the Vikings and Broncos, a preseason game, the preseason opener for both teams. It's on Saturday. Kickoff is 7 p.m. Central time. It'll be a simulcast on the Vikings radio network locally here in the Metro. That's 100.3 FM KFAN, but it's all across the Vikings radio network, and then that, that will be a simulcast, meaning it's broadcast on the radio network as well as on TV. Fox 9 here locally in the Metro. Saturday kickoff, Vikings and Broncos. 7 p.m central so speaking of that game Chrissy you caught up with someone who's going to play in that game after practice earlier this week let's go to that conversation now
1: all right Chris Corso here on the Vikings official podcast we're here with tight end and rookie Tyler Conklin what's it been like just being out here you're about over halfway through camp what's it been like for you
2: so far um I mean it's been a dream come true uh something i always wanted to do something I've um, been dreaming about it since I was a little kid, so to, to be here and, and living it out is um, surreal, and uh, it's been great so far.
1: So you've been through the off-season program, rookie mini camp, mini camp, OTAs, and now a little bit of training camp. What's been your favorite moment so far as a rookie in the NFL, uh,
2: if you have one? I think it's just kind of adapting to everything. Um, I mean, becoming part of the team and getting closer and closer with the guys, I think that's kind of what camp does. It kind of starts bringing everybody together. And um, I feel like that's probably the the best part about it so far.
1: Speaking of coming together, who's like one player that you've really leaned on, maybe a veteran that's kind of showed you the ropes and really taught you some things about, about the about the league?
2: Probably the whole tight end room. Um, I mean, obviously with Rudy in there being a two-time Pro Bowler and going his eighth or ninth year, uh, David Morgan, who's going his third or fourth year, and Blake, who's been in the league for a few years. So they've all been uh, huge. They help me with anything I need. And they're just all great guys in general. So they made the whole transition and process pretty easy.
1: So you're going to get some time, obviously, on the field. and get some snaps in the first preseason game. What's going to be the feelings just stepping onto that field for the first time out in Denver this weekend?
2: I'm not quite sure yet. Yeah, I'll be able to tell you better afterwards, but uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, like I said earlier, it's a dream come true to I mean, step out there and play my first NFL game. Is gonna be, it's going to be amazing.
1: So we have a new offensive coordinator here. I know it's your first year, so um, working under John Filippo. What's it been like? I know he's a very uh, tight end, heavy offense. He, he loves working with his tight ends, whether it's Gary Barnage in the past or some of the others. What have you learned from him so far?
2: I mean, it's definitely a tight end-friendly offense, and I don't think I could have came into a better situation. Um, I mean, the great group of guys that we, we have at tight end and the system that we have, I'm um, really excited about it. Um, and Coach Flip, he's a great coach. He's a great guy. So I'm just excited to kind of keep going through this journey and, and getting better and enjoy my rookie year.
1: So you played ball at Central Michigan, and obviously you were you were just a dominant force out there. What's been the major like difference that you've had going against NFL talent on a daily basis here in training camp what what's kind of the biggest difference between that competition and then coming out here
2: you know i mean everybody's a, a great athlete everybody's a great football player at this point and um, i mean the mental aspect of the game is it's cranked up a notch so i feel like um, i mean you can't really play football 100 percent full speed until you know what you're doing so i feel like the mental aspect getting in the playbook being able to read defenses and doing all the, the little stuff that sometimes go unnoticed um, when you can start doing that stuff i feel like the game uh, starts becoming easier you can it's just football again
1: so what do you think about Minnesota? I know you haven't been through a cold winter yet, but I know you you played in Michigan, so you know you know about the cold weather and stuff like that. What do you think about Mi- Minnesota so far? Kind of where you're living and kind of just just what do you think of the state itself?
2: I mean, it seems really nice. Honestly, it reminds me a lot like Michigan. Yeah. Um, I mean, the weather I heard it gets a little colder here, Freezing. but I feel <laughs> like, I feel like we might get a little more snow in Michigan with the lake. So I don't mean um, I'm not too worried about the weather. Uh, the state's been beautiful so far. I'm excited to keep living here.
1: Last one, have you seen U.S. Bank Stadium yet?
2: I was there for the Taste Fest thing we had during OTAs, but I haven't been there when, I mean, there was turf on the the ground and whatnot, so I'm excited to walk in there for the first time because I heard the atmosphere is unreal.
0: Unbelievable. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. All right. good convo there, Chrissy. We'll go from a current Viking with whom you spoke to a former Viking, a Vikings legend, a Vikings Ring of Honor member, and now a Pro Football Hall of Famer. That is Randy Moss. Here's the best of his induction speech from Hall of Fame weekend a few days ago.
3: Faith, family, and football. That's what makes Randy Moss. In that order, nothing else inside the circle. My faith... Football is not who I am, football is what I do. I know God put me here to teach and to lead others down the right path, but first I had to learn from my own mistakes. I had to mature and with all that I had to stay right with God. The hatred, ridicule and assassination of a man's character is exactly what I grew up reading in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises up in judgment will be condemned he brought me through some tough times social economic ignorance racism y'all seen the 30 for 30 Last but not least, poverty. I want to give all my thanks to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he gave me a wonderful praying mother. There's every person in this stadium right now, we come from different walks of life. If you did not think God was in control of my life, to get me all the way here to Canton. Mama, if they're here celebrating me for all my accomplishments, Mama, all I wanted to do was just celebrate you, give you the things that we never had. When we retired from the NFL, I told you that my kids were in turmoil. It's like a triple beam scale. I got my career in this hand, And I got my kids over here struggling in this hand. The first thing that came out your mouth was let's go get (laughs) them. National Football League. I love the game so much, man, but I had to leave it. My kids, I had to get my kids. Baby that solidified our bond as a couple. And true love, you'll do anything for good or bad. I want to thank you for being my rock and the glue to our family. Thank you, baby, I love you. Where would the Minnesota Viking true Randy Moss real fans be if Dennis Green would have never pulled that trigger at the 21st pick? I wanna thank all the true Minnesota Viking fans for being able to stick through with me through thick and thin, ups and downs, bumpy roads. This is for us. This is for us, the Will family. I wanna thank you for opening the door and not being scared to reach out. You all are great owners. Y'all promised to stay a stadium. Y'all delivered. Y'all continue to do great things in that state. And a Super Bowl will be coming your way. Thank you, Will family. I'm so sorry that things didn't go according to plan. But for my 14 years, I do not regret one day, one practice, one meeting. I'd do it all over again. I love it that much. To the Raider Nation, Davis family, thank you all for letting me have that experience. There is a coach by the name of Dante Skarniecki. Dante, I want to thank you. One of the worst times in my career, i received a letter from you telling me what you had learned from me and what an inspiration I was to you and coach that uplifted me so much. You have no idea, because I was down and out. I wanted to leave the game. Star, you talked me back into the game just with that letter and I want to thank you for it. Bill Belichick, I'm not going to forget about you. I want to thank you for being a friend when it wasn't always about football. You showed me how much I love the game. You challenged me every day to go out here and be great. You challenged me to be great coach. So for all my teammates that I just talked about, man, stand up. Stand up right now. All my teammates, coaches, equipment managers, trainers, stand up. Don't be ashamed. I wanna thank you all. There is not one, it's 11. All the way from the streets around West Virginia, Maxine Patricia Moss, we, are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. God bless and have a good night.
1: All right, Wobby, we sent a group of the Vikings Entertainment Network there to Kenton, Ohio for Randy Moss's Hall of Fame weekend. Yep, six of us. You were there. Mm-hmm. So tell all the fans about this weekend. We definitely want to hear the inside scoop. Yeah. You were with you got to interview Randy one-on-one. You were at the after party. You were mm-hmm. at all of his speeches. What's your major takeaway from this experience?
0: Well, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is in Canton, Ohio, which is a nondescript location for the vast majority of Americans, but for football fans, that should be on your list of places to visit. Canton, Ohio, and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. In fact, the NFL is coming up on its 100th season um, next year, so... Canton, Ohio is called the cradle of pro football. It's where pro football began 100 years ago, and it's the appropriate place for the Hall of Fame to be located. And whether you go on Hall of Fame weekend or you just go on some other weekend that works for you, I recommend you go. But I, I specifically recommend going for Hall of Fame weekend because the aura that exists on that weekend is second to none. In fact, this year, Chrissy, 140 Hall of Famers came back for the festivities. Wow. I be, you know, I've been there now for Dolman, Randall, McDaniel, Chris Carter, McTinglehoff, um, you know, and now Randy Moss. So I've been there. I've been lucky enough to be there a handful of times, and it's usually 100 or 110 or 120 you know, Hall of Famers who come back, and this year, for whatever the reason, it was 140 to watch the likes of Brian Urlacher, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Jerry Kramer, Bobby Bethard, um, Robert Brazil, go in there along with with Terrell Owens so it, w- it was sort of a star-studded class but um but yeah 140 guys came back and there just are certain events that really stand out to me I'm going to tell you about two of them one is the gold jacket dinner where they all we all gather we all go to this um art gallery and there's thousands of people there you gather for dinner and then after dinner you go into an arena and they introduce all of the Hall of Famers who are back. They introduce them. They're all wearing their gold jackets, wow. and they all get introduced. Wow. And they go up, and they form a line on on either side of the stage, a gauntlet on either side of the stage. And then they introduce the incoming class. And when the incoming class member is introduced, he walks the gauntlet, shaking hands and giving high fives and hugging all all the current Hall of Famers, and then he gets up on stage and whoever is presenting him, so like for Randy it was his son Thaddeus who presented him, Whoever's presenting the Hall of Famer yep. puts the jacket on the Hall of Famer. It's a very emotional moment for the Hall of Famer. Absolutely. And and it also is an emotional moment for me like when I'm sitting in the stands and they're announcing all these Hall of Famers. Like that's super cool. I mean that you're overwhelmed awesome. by being surrounded by greatness and being surrounded by the subjects of the stories that have written the NFL over 100 years. So to be in that aura is really special and then to watch these incoming Hall of Famers get their gold jacket, super cool. The other thing that's, that's really awesome that I was lucky enough to take part in you know, aside from the enshrinement where they give speeches, which is cool, and aside from the press availability that each Hall of Famer had that I was at with, with Randy, and then we did the one-on-one with Randy. The other thing that's really cool is on Friday morning, they do a photo op in front of the Hall of Fame with all the Hall of Famers who came back standing up in front of the Hall of Fame, and then they put in chairs the incoming class. And so, you know, I've got a pass where I can I can pretty much be anywhere. So I'm there. I'm there for this photo op and I'm just watching, you know, and then there's, there's other non hall of famers who are there media types or former players or former coaches, whatever. Um, you know, like, like Chris Berman was there, you know, so I ran into Chris Berman talked to him for 20 minutes, but this photo op gets over. And so everyone's kind of dispersing different places, you know, like, some guys are going here, and some guys are going there, and I'm in this big group of people, and I'm I'm bumping into people, and oh, excuse me, that was Marv Levy. Excuse me, Coach Levy. You know, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, I ran into you. There. You're like, like you're just running into Hall of Famers. Yeah, it's you know, insane. And it's like it's like, how am I here? Like, what this is? I and you think to the people in your life who you also know love the game, and you're just like, he or she would just love to be here. So I just I recommend to people whether a Viking is going in or not. Think about going to Enshrinement Weekend in Canton, Ohio next August.
1: That is I don't think you could have said it any better. Thanks man. I mean, I didn't I I hadn't even even heard all of that. So that was even good for me to hear. I mean, that's that's amazing yeah, to it's, be there it, with it, that a,
0: much greatness. I mean, it's a special weekend and uh, and it's worth going to take part in it. So, uh, the bad news is I missed the night practice and I missed two other practices here at training camp. So, um you know, I missed three practices including the night practice, which is super fun and and it looked like everyone was having a good time. You were there. Yep. Um so I think, you know, before we we have a mailbag uh, coming up. We got three questions. We're going to answer. But I think Christy, before we get to that, let's just go down a few of our takeaways from camp so far. I mean, we've had what? I don't know. Have we had ten practices? Probably. Yeah, we're so out there. We've both been at all the practices. Past halfway. Let's uh, let's give the folks some of our takeaways from practice. What yeah, do you got?
1: I mean, we, we weren't going to touch on the night practice. It's a few days ago, but there were some some great plays and and. Um, seeing Eric Eric Wilson just make a great pick six on a mm-hmm. screen pass. I mean, he's an underrated linebacker that not many people know about. And as he ha- and he, as he took that pick six to the house, um, two of his teammates, Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks, kind of celebrated they, with him. Yeah, and, they like, chased him down. Over. I saw. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that was just one of the moments that really stuck out to me because he's a player who was undrafted, um, a stud on special teams last year, fighting for a spot. Um, not necessarily a starter, um, but he's one of the players that the Vikings. You need depth at some of these positions, as yeah. we see on offensive line and stuff like that. Um, that was a, that was a moment that really stood out. Okay, and, that's and a, good. Another player that's standing out to me is Brandon Zilstra. Oh
0: yeah. yeah, I
1: really like Brandon Zilstra, the um, wide receiver from Spicer, Minnesota, um, was in the CFL last year, led the CFL in y- in receiving yards, and man, he's really made some plays. Um, just out of the wide receiver group, I mean, it's wide open after after Thielen and Diggs, and I think this guy, um, he's a pro, a pro in the CFL, and he yeah. has experience, and he's made some one-handed catches in the corner. Um, he he really has been connecting with Trevor Simeon, the backup quarterback. He's he's taken some reps around the ones, not not many, but. Um, just to see the way he's going against NFL talent, those are two under the radar guys I like it. that I like.
0: Okay, good. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go on the radar with Let's one go. of my observations. I like that. I, I think it's been really fun to watch the high level competitive battles with Diggs, Thielen, Waynes, Mike Hughes, Xavier Rhodes. Yes, like. Those guys going at it, Diggs whether <laughs> what, what, yeah, whether it's one on ones, seven on seven, or even some eleven on eleven stuff, like that. Those are really good players at their positions, going at each other's throats every day in practice, and there's no doubt they're making each other better. And there are going to be so many weeks in the regular season where those guys are going against another team. And that other team that they're going against does not have a player as good as what they've seen in training camp, that and it's going to be a point. step down in competition, and they're going to be better for it. And I just I've really enjoyed watching those guys go at it.
1: That is a great point. A lot of these guys have gotten paid, whether it was this off season with Stephon Diggs or last off season with a guy like Xavier Rhodes, mm-hmm. and man, is. I mean the the amount of effort that goes into every single practice that's something that the everyday fan doesn't see. They don't see the way these guys practice every single day in the blaring heat in Minnesota. Um it's 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 impressive, especially Xavier Rhodes and Stefan yeah. Diggs. Those two guys have been going at it all yep. camp and yep. I think it just makes them better.
0: Yeah, it does. So, you know, I think for folks who haven't been to training camp to check it out yet, if you can make it, you got to do it. The competition's really good. Next week's going to be an awesome week because we'll be getting ready for our our second preseason game against the Jags. But in so doing, we will practice against the Jags for two days, on the 15th and the 16th. So I would recommend trying to get into training camp on on one or both of those days. Those are going to be really fun practices to watch. So, that's for sure. So right.
1: those are some takeaways. Now we're going to get to the mailbag. We haven't answered questions on the Wobcast in a little while here, so it's good with 10 practices or so past halfway point of training camp. Wobby's going to take some questions All right, let's do from it. the fans. First one is from Chris Kulak on the offensive line as the subject. Uh-huh. Mike, is there a is there some legitimate cause for concern with Elfline, Nick Easton, Mike Remmers already having some medical issues? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, when guys are hurt, that's not good, and there's a reason to be concerned about that. And Mike Zimmer said in his press conference a couple of days ago, I'm always concerned about everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I, got, I mean, and so I think with the offensive line, yeah, you don't like that guys are hurt, and you don't know what the status of Nick Easton is going to be. You know, I think Pat Elfline probably is not – I think he's probably right where they thought he was going to be, so I'm not concerned about that. I think he's going to be ready to go, and Mike Remmer's got – Got dinged up a little bit, but he's he seems to be in good spirits and he's out there um, observing practice. So I'm not sitting here saying that we're going to have you know the hogs that the Washington Redskins had you know in their heyday. But like uh, let's just let's just take it easy on the offensive line. Let's just let them work a little bit. Okay, let's let some of these guys get back and get healthy. Let's play some preseason games and let's just take a look and see what we have. So no time to panic. It's okay to be concerned, but don't write them off yet. I mean this group's working hard. And Clancy Barone and Andrew Janoco are trying to, um, you know, keep this thing going after the sudden and tragic passing of Tony Sperano. So let's give this group some time to work together. This group, offensive line more than any other position group, relies on synergy and camaraderie and unity. And so it takes time to develop that, especially when you're dealing with injuries. So let's just not freak out.
1: Now, a question on that. We've had, obviously, Tony Sperano, the tragic passing. That's A lot of people forget that that even ha- I mean, that was yeah. how many days ago now? Ten days ago? In the preseason game, do you kind of play this first group that we have here together? Probably. I don't for... think you're
0: going to be able to because yeah. I don't think Remmers is I, I, like it, it. Wouldn't surprise me if Remmers and Easton and Elfline didn't play. So I so, like Cornelius I don't know. Cornelius
1: Edison, uh, Danny Asedora is on one guard. The other guard is Remer, Compton. Uh, Compton, yes. Yeah. And then the two tackles, which will probably be Hill and. I mean, I think
0: uh, you know. I don't know. I think you want to get. The guys like Edison and Compton and Isadora As a man. ton of snaps. Yeah. I don't know that you need Hill and Reef out there a ton. Yeah, you know. Agreed. So this is preseason football, man. I mean this this is not you're not seeing the starters out there, and you're not going to see them out there a bunch in, in the first game. You're just not. And but the guys who who do need some work and who are going to benefit from being out there, they're going to be out there.
1: All right, number two. Wobby. how many running backs might the Vikings keep, and who do you think has the best chance to make it as the third back? This is from Mike from South Dakota.
0: All right, so Cook and Murray are your top two uh, running backs, and I'm putting C.J. Ham as being in as the fullback slash RB3. Remember, he was a running back, converted to fullback. I think he's in. Also, he can help on special teams. So you have those three guys. Now I think it comes down to a numbers, a numbers game here because – traditionally teams are going to keep three running backs, probably a fullback. And so your total number for the running back slash fullback position is around four. It's, it's typically four. But with Cook and Murray and Ham, I think you have a group that's versatile enough there. Plus you got a guy in Ham who can help on teams. Right. That if you need an extra body somewhere else, an extra lineman somewhere, or you want to keep an extra corner like Marcus Sherrill's Holton Hill and Mike Hughes, you want to keep all three of those guys Like, maybe you shave a number off here, and instead of, you know, Rock Thomas or Mike Boone or Mac Brown, you know, you think about going without one of those three and keeping someone somewhere else. Or do you need those running backs because Mac Brown has looked good enough in training camp where you don't want to lose him or Mike Boone or Rock Thomas. And, like, this is a really interesting spot here. So if it's a third running back, You know, the options are Mike Boone, Mac Brown, and Rock Thomas. Rock Thomas been banged up a little bit. I thought Mike Boone looked good in rookie camp, and Mac Brown is a guy coming back from last year's team. So, I I mean, I think this comes down to the preseason games. So we'll see what happens. I don't mean to dance around the question, but I'm not assuming there's an RB3 among that group. It could be C.J. Ham, and then if you tell me that there is going to be an RB3, I don't think anyone knows who it is yet. Makes sense. I know the
1: Vikings did keep three halfbacks last year because you had Jarek McKinnon as the third guy and CJ Ham as the fullback. So that, yeah. that's but but this is a this is a different team. Like you said, the depth at cornerback and yeah
0: pl- other positions is is great. Plus, you might be able to get one of those RB three candidates onto the squad, practice squad. That's you right. You know so.
1: All right, last one. Hi, Mike. This is from Miguel. Any updates on the kicking competition? If it ends up even, should we go with the
0: veteran or the stronger leg? Yeah, Miguel, it's not going to end up even. These guys, Chris, I think these guys are just too different to be even. So different. Yeah, so you got got the young guy with a high ceiling and a powerful leg that you got to work on certain stuff with, and then you got the veteran who's reliable for the most part and was clutch for you last year that you don't have all those things that you got to work on, but his ceiling isn't as high. So, I think it's going to come down again, just like the running back spot is going to come down to the preseason. You can't help but maybe give a slight edge to Carlson, considering he's a fifth round pick. But again, Kai Forbath has been through this before he was, he went through this with the Vikings last year when he beat out Marshall Kane. So I'm not writing Kai Forbath off. It's not just about field goals and extra points. It's also about kickoff. So we'll see what happens here. I'd give the edge to Daniel Carlson, but that's just me that that's. I, I'm not speaking for Zim or Rick or anyone else. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And I am certainly, as someone who was here with this team last year, I'm not writing Kai Forbath off. Well, let's go. <laughs> so.
1: A lot of people forget about that kick in the Saints game. Too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll see what happens in the preseason. Cool. righty, That's going to do it for this edition of the Wobcast. We thank you all for listening. We encourage you to stay tuned to Vikings.com for more coverage of Vikings training camp and, of course, the Vikings and Broncos preseason game coming up on Saturday. Make sure you stay tuned for that. On behalf of producer and co-host Chris Corso, I'm Wobby signing off for now. See ya.